Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Metro News This Morning, bringing you this morning's biggest news headlines from across the state. It is Friday, February 26, 2021. Good morning. I'm Chris Lawrence, your West Virginia weather forecast on this Friday morning. It's going to be dry for the morning, but we could see some rain gathering this afternoon and on into the weekend as a weather disturbance moves across the state. And that could come as snow in the higher elevations. We'll talk more about that in our forecast coming up. Right now, let's get a check on West Virginia news for the morning at the Metro News Anchor Desk is Shauna Johnson. Shauna, good morning. Good morning. This Friday, the last Friday in February, is day 17 of this year's 60-day regular legislative session at the state capitol. And final passage may come today for the bill putting into state code that work stoppages or strikes from public employees, including teachers, are against the law. Also close to being finalized at the state capitol, the legislation giving local elected officials more control over the actions of county health departments. House Health Committee Chair Jeff Pack says the House bill, as now written, allows any new rules from health departments to be appealed. The appeals process is for violation of a current rule. The, the, okay. the implementation, the approval of the rule, is by the elected body that appoints the board. But Tom Sussman, who represents the health department, says the bill's an overreach. This has been in the situation since like the 1880s, and it's worked well. Um, but now we're having a problem because some of the folks who don't like smoking ordinances and don't want us to expand smoking ordinances feel like they'll have a better stay at the uh, county commission. Today's House and Senate floor sessions start at 11. What's being called a people's public hearing? focused on proposed changes to the Above Ground Storage Tank Act, exempting specific oil and gas tanks. Get started online a couple of hours from now. Several advocacy groups are organizing this online public hearing after a request for public hearings in front of the legislature have not been granted. The Above Ground Storage Tank Act was originally written in response to the 2014 Freedom Industries chemical spill on the Elk River. That's the source water for West Virginia American Waters Treatment Plant. A Montague County delegate says many West Virginia cities depend on user fee money for public safety, street work, and more. Delegate Evan Hansen says there are lawmakers who don't get that. They think of it as just like this unnecessary slush fund. Like, what, what do you need all that money for? You could get by with less without any appreciation for how important it is, the services that that, that, that fund pays for. A bill that's been expanded to basically end all city user fees is pending in the House Finance Committee. Governor Jim Justice is pledging his proposals to phase out personal income taxes here in West Virginia 
will be different than past Republican policies that he says have not paid off economically. That legislation, right to work and the elimination of the prevailing wage. Marion County Senator Mike Caputo was in the House of Delegates at the time of debate and passage. I wrote to the Secretary of Commerce at that time and I asked him point blank in all your discussions trying to bring business into West Virginia. Has anyone ever told you that enacting right to work in our state would bring them here? And the answer unequivocally was no. But Mercer County Senator Chandler Swope says there are benefits. The fact that it's difficult to prove statistically doesn't change my mind about the importance of the right to work law. Read more at WVMetroNews.com. In Washington, a ruling from the U.S. Senate parliamentarian will keep President Joe Biden's proposed $15 per hour minimum wage hike out of the pandemic stimulus package, a nearly $2 trillion package that could pass out of the U.S. House as soon as today. Here in West Virginia... As a mobile billboard pushing support for raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2025 circled the Charleston office of U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito, she announced on Thursday she was part of a bill to raise the minimum wage to $10 over four years. Capito spoke with the media and says the raise to $15 an hour would hurt small businesses. In rural parts of the country, it's really going to be a a large burden and will probably in the end do what the CBO report says, cost jobs. Ryan Frankenberry, the state director of the West Virginia Working Families Party, who put the billboard together, disagrees with Capito's plan. To suggest that we should raise the minimum wage to only $10 in four years, you know, that's that's ridiculous. In West Virginia, the current minimum wage is $8.75. I'm Jake Flatley, WVMetroNews.com. Senator Capito's voted against confirmation of new U.S. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm. She says the vote was based on the former Michigan governor's adherence to President Joe Biden's energy policies. U.S. Senator Joe Manchin was one of 64 U.S. senators voting to confirm Granholm. What happens next with the proposed Equality Act is up to the U.S. Senate. The legislation amending the 1964 Civil Rights Act to include bans on discrimination against people based on sexual orientation and gender identity passed in the House Thursday with a vote of 224 to 206. All three of West Virginia's U.S. House members were no votes. It was 49 years ago today when a Pittston coal dam failed in Logan County, sending millions of gallons of coal slurry flooding into upwards of a dozen communities. 125 people were killed, 500 homes destroyed, thousands of people were left homeless in the Buffalo Creek disaster. Governor Jim Justice marks today's anniversary day with an event later this morning in Man that's at 10. While there, he's also scheduled to make an announcement about his spring trout stocking initiative. Governor Justice's Friday coronavirus briefing is scheduled for 1.30. Power still out at more than 3,000 homes and businesses in Wayne County heading into the weekend. The remaining damage from two ice storms this month. At times, parts of Wayne County were cut off completely. Wayne Mayor Danny Grace tells Metro News they're trying to learn from what happened. This opens up a lot of eyes when something like this happens. You know, what uh, what do we need to do in the future to make sure that we can have places, uh, you know, to shelter and warm, regardless of what happens, you know, as far as electric going off. And I've already uh, been working on that to get some grants and see what kind of money's out there to help us out. In some cases, Appalachian Power officials say repair work is going to continue past tonight. 
Thank you, Shauna. Up next in our Metro News Backgrounder. More training for classroom teachers, this time to deal with trauma. We'll explain what that's all about coming up in our Backgrounder. And then Kyle Wiggs is at the sports desk as Marshall returns to the court for what seems like the first time in an eternity. More on that with Kyle coming up. West Virginia Outdoors is the Mountain State's only hook and bullet radio show dedicated to the more than quarter million hunters and anglers across the state. Award-winning host Chris Lawrence has been tracking down hunting and fishing stories for more than 25 years. We're uh, mainly a fly fishing group. A lot of guys in there are very conservation-minded. We're not a trout-based kind of community, which is what this state offers. Whether it's hunting and fishing news or just compelling stories about the enjoyment of the great outdoors. I've watched this fawn. It had noticed something in the woods and I I thought, well, here comes the deer I've been looking for. The doe started watching, and I look, and here comes a skunk, and this doe stomps the time out of this skunk, and it sprays everywhere. I've got the best cover scent you can imagine right there, you know, for the rest of the <laughs> evening. You know, so. West Virginia Outdoors covers it all, Saturday mornings at 7.06 a.m. And for your daily fix, Outdoors Today brings you two and a half minutes of news and notes from the woods and water every weekday morning on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Kyle Wiggs joins us in a moment on sports. Right now in our backgrounder, classroom teachers in West Virginia would receive training if a bill approved Thursday by the House of Delegates Education Committee gets final approval this legislative session. Fayette County Delegate Kayla Kessinger says teachers need help to know how to deal with traumatic situations that students are now faced with at home. More from Kessinger in our backgrounder. We heard testimony that there are almost 150,000 West Virginians who are currently struggling with substance use disorder in this state. That's almost, that's over 8% of our state's population. We have children who are literally starting their first day of kindergarten having already witnessed their mother overdose and die in their homes. We have kids who are struggling with traumatic experiences that we will never understand, that we will never go through and it is, and I believe it's our responsibility to ensure that our educators are equipped to handle those situations. And I understand the concern of why do we need legislation to tell county boards what to do? Well, about five minutes ago, we passed another bill unanimously that said county boards of education shall. We literally just told county boards what they have to do. Um, and so I think that ultimately it comes down to what is your priority. The bill now goes to the full House of Delegates for consideration. Time for sports. Kyle Wiggs is in. And Kyle, it seems like Marshall last played <laughs> right before Christmas, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It seems longer, but it's been two weeks. Marshall will play for the first time since February 13th tonight. And of course, these Conference USA, uh, they've been playing back-to-back -back games against opponents, so there's no midweek games. It's always Friday, Saturday, so that makes it seem even longer. But Marshall back into action at home against North Texas this week in a game tonight, one tomorrow as well. And North Texas is a good team. They, have in fact, lead their division, and they have the reigning Conference USA Player of the Year and Javion Hamlet, who's had another good year, 13.5 points per game for Hamlet. So Marshall, 12-6 and six overall, hosting North Texas this weekend. The 10th-ranked Mountaineers begin a stretch of four in a row at home to end the regular season, hosting Kansas State 
coming up on Saturday. Mountain East play Thursday night. Wheeling beat Frostburg State 90-75. to Davis and Elkins over Alderson brought us 80-79. to The regular season in the Mountain East Basketball Conference comes to a close this weekend. Thanks, Cal. Follow news around the clock in West Virginia at our website, wvmetronews.com. Now for today's commentary, here is the voice of Metro News. Hoppy Kerchival. Chris, supporters of President Biden's pandemic relief package like to cite the polling data. A survey by Morning Consult Politico finds that 76% of voters support the plan. Well, frankly, with $1.9 trillion spread over 591 pages of appropriations, I'm surprised approval isn't at 100% since there has to be something for everyone in this cash-laden Christmas tree of a bill. Now, estimates and opinions vary on how much of the money is specifically targeted toward COVID relief. The Wall Street Journal editorial board put the number at $825 billion. The bill includes funding for some things that most in Congress can probably agree to, even if they differ on the amounts. $1,400 cash payments to low- and moderate-income Americans, renewal of the Paycheck Protection Program, an extension of the additional $400-a-week unemployment benefit, an expansion of the child tax credit, Okay, but where's the rest of the money going? The answer is toward pretty much anything that can be connected, even in a tangential way, to the pandemic. Here are just a few examples, and there are a bunch. $30 billion in grants to transit systems through fiscal year 2024. $50 million in funding for EPA environmental justice grants. $86 billion to bail out pension plans insured by the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. $1.5 $1.5 billion for Amtrak, which is sitting on roughly $1 billion in unspent aid. $34 billion to expand subsidies for those buying health insurance under the Affordable Care Act. $200 million to the Institute of Museum and Library Services. $800 million in additional dollars for foreign aid. And this whopper, $350 billion to state and local governments, despite less-than-expected declines in overall revenue last year and an economic rebound this year. The bill also includes a proposal to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2025. Now, that should be debated and voted upon on its own merits and not tied to this bill. Now, the number not in the bill, which should be noted here, is this. The federal debt is rapidly approaching $28 trillion. That is the equivalent of $84,000 for every person in America. And this bill is going to add substantially to that debt. The interest payment alone on the debt is about $1 billion a day, a day. While we're fantasizing about wish lists, one wonders what could be accomplished if the federal government had another $365 billion a year at its disposal. For one thing, it could make a sizable down payment on upgrading the country's crumbling infrastructure. Sure, most Americans approve of the COVID relief bill. Who doesn't like free stuff? The problem, of course, is that there's no such thing as a free lunch, or in this case, a lavish buffet where everybody can stuff themselves. Chris? Thanks, Hop. Hoppy Show Metro News Talk Line on the air from 10 to noon each weekday on Metro News Radio all across the Mountain State. And you can also hear and watch the show at wvmetronews.com. Now for the day's weather forecast. High pressure will provide dry weather through this morning. There's a chance for rain returning this afternoon on into tomorrow as a weather disturbance passes by. This will also provide snow in the higher elevations, along with freezing rain and the potential for a glaze of ice in certain spots. A winter weather advisory will be in effect from this afternoon until tomorrow morning for the highest 
lowest elevations of the state because of the potential for hazardous travel. Now, additional upper-level disturbances are going to affect the state along a nearly stationary front for the weekend and even into early next week. Periods of rain over nearly saturated terrain could cause some uh, strong water rises in creeks and streams, and the threat of flooding will have to be monitored for the latter part of the weekend and on into the next work week. And with that, you're up to date. Have yourself a great day and a great weekend. For Hoppy Kerchival, Kyle Wiggs, and Shauna Johnson, I'm Chris Lawrence on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News This Morning is an exclusive production of the Metro News Radio Network. All rights reserved. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.